This is the Business Marketing and Finance Podcast. The podcast for all your business marketing and financial needs. Get insight from experienced professionals as they delve deep into their passions and share their knowledge each week with your host, Daryl James. Like to follow or learn more? You know what to do. Hit that subscribe button now. Welcome everyone, this is this week's BMF podcast, this is our Ask an Expert session, I'm your host Dow Jeans and I'm here today with Andrew Lindo, author, award winning graphic designer, businessman and founder of Black History Activity Books. Welcome Andrew to Business Marketing Finance Podcast. Yeah man, no worries man, it's good to have you on the show. Now knowing the past can open doors to the future, especially when looking at positive role models' journey. Can you tell us a bit about your own journey and what was what it was like growing up and how you made the turning point to the man you are today? Um, well, growing up and I was growing up in the eighties, uh, we didn't really have much role models. Well, none that I was exposed to. I think it was out there, but we just wasn't exposed to them. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that we'd see on the TV, I couldn't really relate to. I remember mm-hmm. at the time um, there was a guy that used to bring positive black role models into the schools yeah um, so we'd take us at a lesson and basically we'd sit down with like I think Tony Seeley was someone that came oh yeah yeah, Tony. The time, I think, you know, yeah 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 like a few McDonald's yeah yeah that's right. like Jeremy yeah yeah um, so there was, a, there was a few people out there that come into the school and they'd like um, they'd like their life but to be fair I did find it hard to relate to some of the people that he brought in. Mm-hmm. I remember one one session, he came up to me at the end and he was like, um, he said to me, how did you find the guy? Because you could see that I wasn't really engaging into the, into the session. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I think he's not a coconut. I couldn't really, I couldn't relate to him. Yeah. Because I was, I was brought up in Aston, I think the people that I was growing up around, you know, they were quite street. Yeah. Some of the people that I was into criminal activity and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I couldn't relate to someone that was like really highly educated, spoke well, dressed well. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, who is this guy? So it was a similar image that was on the TV as well. Like it was just hard to relate to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be fair, I, I don't think for me there wasn't much people that I thought could in, that would inspire me. Until I think I got to like my early 20s. Yeah. I'd read an article on someone that I knew and um, you know what, it just it blew me away. I couldn't believe that person was doing so much things. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe they'd done so much. And I found it super inspiring. Um, then I thought to myself, if that inspired me, I wonder if it'd do the same for someone else. So what I did is I started to develop a magazine called Whisper, which was it was it was a it was a platform mm-hmm. to highlight positive black role models from the local community oh, nice. so basically the people the people that looked like you sounded like you mm-hmm. um, and that was doing big things yeah. um, so that's what I did and then after that because I started to read and stuff like that um, you know I saw inspiration in some of our role models in terms of like historical figures um, like such as Marcus Garvey Malcolm X mm-hmm. U.P. Newton um, and then I saw how articulate they were and how they could, how they were from a similar area that was going through a certain struggle. Yeah. But then they were able to like to, you know, fight for their rights through education and 
being well spoken and being articulate. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, was, that started to change things for me, and I think that's why I started to get more into his and stuff like that. Yeah, man, that sounds good, man. So, what made you decide to start writing activity books for children, particularly, you know, for the age group that you speak to at the moment? So basically, when I was doing the magazine, mm-hmm. um, I think the magazine was a really good idea. I think it worked. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't think it was effective enough because I think at a certain age you kind of lose people, and mm-hmm. what I start to get interested in is, you know, what what popular culture kind of deems as being fashionable or cool. Which is which is driven by the media, yeah. but it's the music industry, um, probably a drug lifestyle, something mm-hmm. like that. So I thought we obviously need inspiration, you know, because we're lacking from so much things. We're lacking from, um, you know, uh, living in the tight areas, yeah, yeah. being unloading from the clubs, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, you know what? As a child, we're like sponges and we're eager to learn, we want to learn. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, why not do a similar concept but for younger people? So what I'd done was, I knew that through going up, I did a couple of courses and I know that fun-based learning was one of the best ways for young people to retain information because I know they do games and stuff like that and activities to help people retain information. So yeah. I said, you know what? What about if I get the education, mix it with activities, Let's see if that will work. And it's always been on my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was an idea I had in my head for about 10 years. Oh, wow. Um, I just didn't get a chance to do it. Like, due to unforeseen circumstances, life, yeah, yeah. you know, I just didn't get to do it. And then the opportunity, opportunity arose and I thought, you know what, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Sat down one day, started working, started working 10, 12 hours a day mm-hmm. for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And at the end of those six weeks, I had 10 books. So, wow nah man that's some positive yeah. things man that sounds good so what would you say was one of your favourite books that you've read uh, inspirational black history book black history inspirational book um I'd say it was The Miseducation of the Black the Negro um The Black Man okay um by Charles Stevenson um I think that would probably be the turning point I think it had so much um bits of information in it um that you could relate to and that made sense yeah, yeah. and that you could see like the flaws so um, I think that was one what else I'd say that was the main one to be fair that was definitely the main one yeah and who who is your favourite or most inspirational black role model <sighs> you know what uh-huh. I think I think the first person I was really exposed to like that was European Newton. Okay. And I think because of that, um, I think that's probably one of the, the most um, inspirational for me. I just, I like his no-nonsense approach. I like the way that he was super articulate. Mm-hmm. They were strong, they stood for their rights. Um, the things they did for the community. So it wasn't like they were doing a, a bag of talking and actually putting things into place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the 10-point program, they managed to do so much um, different, cover so much different aspects yeah. of things that we need. I just, I thought, I feel like they were my inspiration for them. Um, mm-hmm. Even with Marcus Darby, you know, he took, he had that way before them, but just on a massive level. Mm-hmm. So I'd say definitely um, Marcus Darby and European Newton. 
Yeah, okay, that sounds good, man. Now, your book is designed to help educate children on positive role models. When did you first realise you wanted to become a writer? Um, I don't think I've ever thought that I wanted to become a writer. Mm -hmm. um, one thing with me, if something needs to be done, I'll just do it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I left school with very poor English grades. A lot of it was after school. Um, so, I don't think I've ever thought I wanted to be a writer. I just thought that they needed to be done within the books. I, I illustrate the books. I know... One thing with me is if something's taking too long or I've got a outsource from other people and yeah. they're not being very forthcoming or taking quite long, yeah. I just end up doing it myself. So I just wrote the books myself, had somebody like proof them yeah. and then the, the final proof it and slightly edited certain bits. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I think the writer still think I'm still coming along with it to be fair. Yeah. And when, how old was you when, you when you wrote your first book? Um... I was writing the magazines, so yeah. I'd say they were publications, so I started writing them at like 24, mm -hmm. 20, yeah, about 24, I started writing the publications for the magazine, so I was doing interviews, writing articles, mm -hmm. um, and then the books, I started writing them at 37. Okay, nice, and, and how old are you today, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 38. Okay, cool, nice. Um, so which platforms do you currently sell your books on, and why those platforms specifically? Um, I currently sell my books on my website. So they've been selling on my website for like a year and a half. Yeah. And then I recently put them on Etsy because mm -hmm. I've got more products like um, craft-based products. Okay, yeah. They haven't really been selling on Etsy. Somebody was telling me um, Etsy because it's good for crafts. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the reason why I did Etsy. The reason why I use my... Um, my website is because I wanted to keep everything independent. I didn't want to go through Amazon. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go through eBay. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to keep things mm -hmm. independent. So a lot of the books were sold within um, independent black bookstores. Yeah. Um, nothing mainstream. Mm -hmm. And just the website, just to keep it in-house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really. Okay, cool, man. I can understand that. So now your books are worldwide, you know, um, you've got them in America and, and, and many states over there. Do you print on demand or do you print locally? No, um, I, I print in the UK and have them shipped all over. Okay. But first, I was shipping them. Yeah. Um, well, at first, I was bringing them, so I probably bring like two, three hundred in my suitcase. Oh, wow. Two hundred in my suitcase. Yeah. And then, like, say, a hundred in my bag. Okay. That's how I was originally bringing them. Yeah, So that demand, the demand was for them was too great to bring them over like that. So yeah, yeah. I started shipping them. So I'll probably have about I got a couple thousand here. Um, mm hmm so I probably got about two and a half, three thousand books out here. Yeah. So pe when, when people make orders, it's just shipped out directly. Yeah, yeah. Or if, if like school, so I've had a I've had a school from that here. Yeah. Make an order, um, and then if any of the bookshops, we just ship them directly out. Yeah. And have you found sh shipping them out and keeping everything in house? Do you find that you you maintain more more profit than going down, let's say Amazon route or you know iBooks or anything like that? Way more. Um, so you're looking at. I think Amazon takes forty percent. Yeah. If you if you um, if you print on demand, your production cost is talking like probably ten to fifteen times greater than it is to like just normally print. If you used to print like 
500 or 1,000 or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so even printing in the America, printing in America is really, really expensive. Okay. Like, so a lot of people don't know, I feel like living in, the living costs in America are really, really expensive. Anything you want to do mm-hmm. here that you can do in the UK, yeah. to me, is a lot more. So um, what I do is I print, print in the UK and have them shipped out and it still works out cheaper. Like okay. significantly cheaper than getting them printed here. Yeah, yeah. So getting them printed on, on demand, it would either decrease the profit margin or mean that I'd have to in, increase the price on the book. Yeah, true. So yeah. the method that I have for mm-hmm. me works best because my books go to a distributor. So the distributors, um, so a part of my books go to a distributor. So mm-hmm. they they have to go cheaper than wholesale to him. Yeah, definitely. Because. Mm. He has to give them to, to, to bookstores, so yeah, yeah. he has to give them to bookstores at the same price I do. Yeah. So he needs them at a cheaper rate, so the only way I can do that is by really getting them printed and shipped here. So if I make a small profit, it is like a razor thin profit, but mm-hmm. it is a profit nonetheless. Yeah. He, he helps me get out to bookstores that I, I'd never get to because he's been in the game for like 30 plus years. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. That sounds good, man. It sounds like an interesting route. What, what difference has writing these books made in your life? You know, you said that you, you started writing at 37. Uh, you've got, is it 10 books you've got out at the moment? I've got 14 at the minute. 14? Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm currently halfway through my second set. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got a book launch in October and I'll be launching the next 10 set of books. Mm-hmm. Um, my aims are to launch 10 books every year. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think the changes that it's made for me, it's... It's helped. It's helped with my. It's improved my English. Um, yeah. It's improved the way that I communicate. Mm-hmm. It's um. It's increased my my confidence. It's allowed me. It's made me have to get out there, and, and just meet people, yeah. and network and stuff like that. So now within a year, like I'm in the states at the minute, and I'm out here for like the next five weeks and I've been out here a week and a half already mm-hmm. and just I'm stopping at someone's house that I met last year oh wow um, nice. yeah. you know, he's my brother and you know if I never came out and made that leap yeah, yeah. I'd never met people like that yeah. and just travelling around making me realise how much people I actually have met within that short space of time yeah man that sounds good so you know you mentioned meeting a lot of people over there have you got any testimonies from parents about how the impact of you know one or, or some of your books has had on their child or children's life um, not written, no, so I think I'll have to get into that, but I just did an event on Sunday Grand called mm-hmm. Dunday, which is the biggest black history, um, the biggest black African-American street festival in, in the U.S. in the world for the last 30 years. Okay. The first time I did it was last year when I, when, I, when I bought the books out, and then I had a woman approach me this year that yeah. bought books last year, yeah. and, you know, she was saying that kids love them and, watching the house and stuff like that yeah so um, I've had people come up to me and tell me nothing written down as yet though yeah okay okay and um, you mentioned about you had the editor do you collab with any other illustrators or writers I know you're a graphic designer yourself but do you do any collaborations over any of these books over the 14 that you've made so far nah not currently Um, but everything's in the house so Mm -hmm. in terms of like um, activities I think about activities mm-hmm. um, I do research pieces anything that I can adapt and use for myself mm-hmm. um, nobody helps really write write the books I write the books and if anybody people just say oh this, this sentence isn't structured right mm-hmm. you need to do this move this word and change this word and yeah, yeah. just little things like that so it isn't like 
people contributing on a mass level. I understand. To be yeah. fair, the brunt, the brunt of everything is actually done by me. Okay, okay. Yeah, man, that sounds, sounds really positive, man. And how long does it take you to put a book together? Um, you, you mentioned having 10, 10 a year. You know, how do you overcome some of the barriers to, to putting it all together? Like, you know, getting your head down and, you know, getting some ideas and just, just the whole process, really. How do you get around that? I literally have to zone out. Like, mm-hmm. I literally just, like, sit down in my space, mm-hmm. um, try not to look at my phone, try not to speak to people too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I knock her down. So I'll probably work 16 hours a day okay. to try and get as much to get as much of a workload done in a day as possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the kind of thing that I'm doing. I'm probably, on average, I do a book anywhere between, um, I'd say three to, three to, three to five days, okay. seven days, it'll be all proofread off, but nice. then finished off. Nice, nice. So, at first, some of the, some of the first books were taking me like, Two days, two, three days, some books. Oh, wow. To get everything done, the artwork and the text. But, like, um, the, the first series, there was a lot there was a lot more colouring yeah. than the books that I'm in my second series. The second series, there's a lot more activities, so they're a lot more educational um, and activity-based instead of just being based around colouring. So the content is taking me slightly, slightly longer because I am putting a lot more detail into the illustrations as well. Okay, so yeah. So I did... I did like three books before I got out here. I'd say I did each book within a week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what I'm not going to try. Yeah, now it sounds like you have a, a good um, work ethic and, and your work schedule sounds sounds good as well, to be fair. Um, do you have any suggestions for or help for upcoming writers um, to become better writers or even just to get their first book out there? Yeah, definitely try and collab with people that have got better English than yourself. Um, get yourself an editor. You can get edit cheap editors online. Mm-hmm. Well, decent editors, won't they cheap? Cheap are always the best. Mm-hmm. Um, get proofreaders as well. Mm-hmm. Um, sit down. Always get people to review your work first. Yeah. And people that don't know you, because you're always going to get friends and family that are just not as critical. They'll be like, oh, that's really good that you've tried, and mm-hmm. they're probably not going to tell you. Yeah. But um, people that you don't know, yeah. I think you can put you can, online. You can can go onto certain um, groups where people will read your book for you and review it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and that's what you want. You want people to give you their honest opinion because through constructive criticism, you'll be able to grow and learn. Like, I've learned so much from people just telling me, like, "No, you don't do this. Yeah, yeah. you don't do that. This is what you need to do." Yeah. And you know what? It's helped me. So sometimes take on board the criticism you're telling someone being destructive and just want to break it down but if someone genuinely telling you something that's going to help you yeah. take, take the advice learn um, read as well read read books with that are really um, educational or you know the English is proper because then like mm-hmm. you'll see how to like structure words um, yeah. yeah and you'll see like different words you can use yeah. stuff like that and if you have to just do like a small English course or something like that. Yeah, man, that's some good advice, man. So, you know, you talked about getting people to, to read it and, you know, having people look at it for you. Do you use focus groups at all when you're like, you know, young people focus groups before you put out the books? No, I don't. Okay. No, I'll be straight with you. Mm-hmm. I'm always on a, a mad deadline to get things done. I'm always in a rush to get things yeah, done. Yeah. So, 
I'm, I just, I, I literally, I'm at a point where I just have to get the work done and just get it out there. And then I only print like 500 of each copy first. Yeah. So within that 500, they're easily sold worldwide. So if there's anything that comes up, it'll come up, come up within them 500. Yeah. So if there's any little slip ups or um, errors that have passed, gone past the three three days, it can yeah. be rectified at that point. Um, what we should do is, uh, yeah, I use that as my focus group. Sorry, so yeah. that time and when the first books have gone out, yeah, yeah, so that time to kind of rectify that if it's happened. I know that I should. I just a lot of times I just don't have the time because I'm always working to a deadline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You seem like you, you know, you're very focused and you, you want things done as as soon as possible. Do you know what I mean? Just get them done and let's move on to the next thing and let's keep it moving. Sounds good, man. Do you, Basically. On, on your on your journey, have you what have you found is the best way to market your books? Um, you know, you spoke about having a distributor. Do you use any other marketing type of tactics? Like, did you have a, a, a first book launch or um, put out any flyers or anything else? So from the start, I put out flyers. I've given out free samples. So I've got like a small like a, a four page version of a book with different activities in there. Yeah, I give them out. Um, I've used social media I've done social media ads um, I've got my YouTube page now which I'm pushing last year I did a big um, book launch which I'm doing again this year for the second series mm-hmm. which was highly successful mm-hmm. you know it's really got my name out there we had um, we had over two and a half thousand people turn out to the book launch oh, wow. but it was it was a very different kind of book launch instead of me just having like a small intimate thing I wanted to reach like the masses yeah. so a couple of schools was there a couple of colleges was there we had a hundred vendors basically and wow. there weren't just people selling um, the sheikis and shea butter so yeah, yeah, yeah. we had like we had student directors we had estate agents we had we had authors we had illustrators we had people selling crystals people selling shea butter people selling African garments okay, so we did yes. have yeah. the normal stuff but we had different people there and I think because of how successful it was um, that really catapulted um, my brand and what it's about so you know um, we're doing the same thing again this year Mm -hmm. we're hoping to have over 100 vendors again the the problem with the the, the book launch last year the venue was just too small for it Um, so we've got a way bigger venue this year we did it at the HV in Birmingham which can hold about two to three thousand people but with the stores it was really crammed in there we had a guest speaker we had Robin Walker mm-hmm. like give a talk on history yeah um, and then this year we, we're getting to invite some brothers from the, the US yeah. we're having Queen of Congo um, we're having Professor James Moores and a guy called Enfadishi yeah. so they're going to give a talk we've got some people from the UK Shaman Simpson that does Black History Studies oh, um, nice. Dr. Mark Walcott so Instead of just focusing on history, now I'm broadening it, so I'm doing health and yeah. finance as well. Nice. Um, as well as our history. Yeah. Yeah, I think we just need to approach from some like a very holistic level in terms of just doing things on history now. And um, the reason that I brought in the uh, the wealth and the health is because, you know, a lot of us are in an economical um, crisis, really, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So do do you think that um, you've had a lot of support from other black businesses, um, you know, with your books and just in, in getting your, especially with your magazine? I mean, that was a starting point. Do you think that you get a lot of support in the black community? Mm, my opinion is no. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think with with the event, um, we had a lot of we had a lot of vendors, yeah. which was good. But you know, it's a vested interest in terms of like I've seen a lot of people that didn't want to support last year. Mm-hmm. Um, on the grad scale of things, people did support, um, which was good. But like things like with the magazine, for example, um, it was hard to get people to take advertising spaces. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, people just couldn't see the vision, mm-hmm. and the same with last year. Like a lot of people didn't want to get on board because they didn't think that I'd pull the crowd. They didn't think um, that it's the kind of thing for them, or they just didn't want to do it in general mm-hmm. through sheer stubbornness. Mm-hmm. And then this year, like as soon as the event happened, like a lot of people just there was interested. Then they was like, "Oh, I should have came. I wish I came." And, you know, I should have supported, I should have done this, I should have done that. So I think support-wise, we're getting there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and compared to, like, the mag- compared to the magazine, which was, like, over 10 years ago, mm-hmm. there's a lot more support. But I think, I, think, I think the support that I get is based on my contacts and their networking. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, the vast majority of people that support, I know them personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so networking definitely plays a part. But if I didn't know them, would they support that's okay. the question and that's the thing that you don't tend not to support easily yeah yeah I mean you know you, you mentioned a lot about um, getting support from the community and things and I'm just wondering do you have a mentor at the moment do you have somebody that helps you and, and kind of steers you and guides you in business or do you just like you know what I see it and I want it and I want to do it and that's what I do yeah I don't have um, a, a mentor as such I've got advice from people in the past um, mm-hmm. and I paid a mentor at one point um, but then when I was paying, asking for big money um, big, big money so I really cut it off because I was thinking a lot of some of the stuff you're telling me I already knew anyway yeah, yeah. I'm just the kind of person that I can be very self-motivated yeah, and the only problem with that I see the benefits of, a, of, a, of having a mentor because they kind of help with the pitfalls yeah. and some of the mistakes that you'd have to kind of do help you mm-hmm. um, but for some of the price the prices that some of these people are charging I don't mind making the mistake sometimes you know because mm-hmm. I ain't got that kind of money right now to be forking out big big mm-hmm. like thousands of pounds for six sessions and yeah. you know I mean the one guy was asking for like three and a half grand for one mm-hmm. for twelve sessions for two ten sessions really yeah, yeah. I just really I'm, I'm not at a point in my life right now where I can invest that money or time into that Yeah. so I'm just really a lot more um, that motivated really yeah. I know what I want I've got I've got clear vision of what I want that's good man and I mean speak, <laughs> speaking about your vision um, you know if you could tell your younger self anything what would it be you know now you're 38 what would you tell yourself let's say I don't know 20 years ago you know when you was 18 what, if you could go back in time what would you tell yourself now oh man Now that's cool, man. And and where do you see yourself um, you know, in, in let's say three years from now? You know, you you got this up this upcoming launch this year, which is two point um, can you tell us a little bit more what you have planned and what, you, what you're looking to do in the community in the next three years? Um, well, hoping to have another... Um, by the time three years comes, I should have another 10 books. I mean, 30 books altogether. Yeah. 
Um, I would have done the launch. I had a YouTube page. Hopefully, that's up. Well, I've got a YouTube page already, but hopefully, it'll be a lot more um, active. Um, I'll be starting a charity where I'll be giving away um, some of my books to some of the most deprived areas on the planet and in the country. That's good, man. Um, yeah. That's what I'm definitely going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just developing more content, really. Hopefully, the launch becomes the biggest Black History event in the world. Nice. I'm going to take that now. They don't really do huge Black History events like that. And if they do, I've not been invited to one. I've been one. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully it really puts Birmingham on the map really yeah, and yeah. brings them with um, commerce into the city because um, there's a lot of history in Birmingham as well especially mm-hmm. to do with us black people so it's just highlighting that really and just bringing in as much people on board as possible so you know yeah. we should all get the recognition deserve. I think there's so much talent in Birmingham yeah. and it, we're just on a, on a global platform yeah I can understand that. So, where can people, you know, finally, where can people connect with you? Um, you know, your social media links, your website. Um, how can people come to your your um, launch 2.0 in October? Um, what, you know, how can people connect with you? You can get your free tickets from Eventbrite, um, the launch, which is October. Um, you can get onto my website, which is www blackhistoryactivitybooks.com if you put Black History Activity Books into um, Instagram or Facebook you'll come up with my Facebook and Instagram um, pages yeah. um, and then we also have the same name on YouTube so you can find just in Black History perfect perfect well, Andrew Lindo, man, I thank you for your time. Um, thank you, listeners out there as well. This has been Business Marketing Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Al James. We'll see you next week. Thank you. This is the Business Marketing and Finance Podcast. The podcast for all your business marketing and financial needs. Get insight from experienced professionals as they delve deep into their passions and share their knowledge each week with your host, Daryl James. Like to follow or learn more? You know what to do. Hit that subscribe button now.